Hope it snows this week A snowflake on your cheek Would make this Christmas so beautiful But that would just bring the pain Cause things can't stay the same These holidays won't be wonderful I look under the tree But there's nothing to see it's a broken heart that you're giving me. Accomplish many of those things, but more often than not, a monkey wrench gets thrown in the mix. And so that's kind of what I'm talking about today when your Christmas plans don't go as planned, but how we can still embrace and enjoy it. Um, and how we can also try to enjoy this season when you are just kind of running on a broken heart. And you're running on a hurt and a pain that goes far deeper than words. So let's get to talking. So first first and foremost, we need to look to the Bible, yes, of, you know, what was the Bible's word. But I think people kind of miss a lot of the outlying themes um, throughout the Christmas story because, you know, there's this little manger scene and there's baby Jesus and there's Mary and there's Joseph and then you have the wise men, even though they didn't really come until way later. And so that's historically inaccurate a little bit. I mean, they came, but not until later. And we don't celebrate them until January 6th, technically. And then we have the shepherds who did come that night. And it's all sweet and cute. And there's the drummer boy in the corner. He's rocking it, you know, and there's like the little lamb. But <clears throat> it wasn't exactly like that. Because if we really look at the text, so an angel comes to Mary. And she, at this time, she's a teenage kid. Because the life expectancy of people was not quite as um, long as it is today. They didn't have the modern medicine and such. So people would get married when they were teenagers. That was, that was the norm. It was also a culture, and in today's culture, a child born out of wedlock, it's, it's not, you, you wouldn't go to jail for that. But in biblical times, you could. You could go to jail. You could be stoned to death. You, you would be in big trouble for that. Um, but there's also a social stigma that was around that. So the angel comes to Mary and tells her of the greatest joy that will ever be in her life, that she gets to bear the light of the world. But with that also comes a huge responsibility. And typically when God gives a promise or something like that, there's a huge burden. I don't want to say burden because it's not a burden. There's a responsibility attached to it. So at times when God calls you to do something, there's a burden and a blessing. And I think anybody who has walked through a time when God put a dream in their heart or spoke something to them to carry out, it's not going to be easy. There is going to be a risk, but you're doing it for God. So you're just risking your own fears and doubts in the process. God's going to fulfill no matter what. But for Mary... She says yes to this. And then the guy she's engaged to, Joseph, and he was such an honorable guy. And I don't think, I think he gets so just, people don't even look at him. I mean, this guy, he's an adopted father at the end. I mean, he, he raised Jesus. And people just kind of like blow over him, like, oh yeah, Joseph, okay. They don't think about like the massive responsibility he had to the point where he was even 
when he when Mary comes to him, so Mary goes and she hangs out with her cousin Elizabeth for a long time, and Elizabeth was a really good mentor at this time because Elizabeth was given a promise of a baby, um, and she and her husband were able to have a baby very late in life. So we actually kind of see the theme of Abraham and Sarah with that a little bit, kind of brought metaphorically, but then also she's able to mentor and be there for Mary during this hard time. And it said in the text in Luke that she was filled with the Holy Spirit because John was filled with the Holy Spirit, which is her son within her, um, to the point when Mary comes up, John starts leaping within her, like he's like excited, um, which is just a cool it, like thing to think about. Um, and so that gives Mary a lot of hope. So Mary hangs out there for about <clears throat> half of her pregnancy. When she comes back, sees Joseph. What does Joseph think? I mean, it, he, she comes, she's like, oh, it's God's baby. And Joseph's like, sure, Mary. Sure it is. And, and he ends up, you know, he's like, I'm just going to quietly divorce her. I'm not going to publicly humiliate her because he had integrity. And he had good character. Um, actually, if you look in his lineage, and I know I'm jumping around a little bit here, but if you look in his lineage, he is of the line of um, Boaz, who had Obed, who had Jesse, and who had David. Um, and so that integrity is really throughout there, because we talked about in past weeks in the story of Ruth and Boaz and his integrity. And so that really came down through that. But an angel comes to Joseph. Now, this is key. And people... Forget these little subtle things that are huge. So the angel actually comes to Joseph in a dream. Joseph is a dreamer. Like his namesake, for many generations back, he is a dreamer. And so God speaks to him through dreams. And so this is big. So the angel comes to Joseph and says, Mary wasn't lying. And you need to trust her and you need to marry her and raise this child. Because she is carrying the Savior of the world from God the prophesied one from Isaiah. So we have these two teenage kids. Mary's pregnant. They have to travel to Bethlehem because of the census and how that's going. They don't have some really nice, lush minivan to take. They don't have a plane they can take or a train. They're traveling on foot on a camel. And so that's not exactly like, or probably a donkey. It's probably a donkey. That's not really like opportune <laughs> you know like that's not not your first choice especially when you're pregnant that you would want to ride on and so they get to Bethlehem and this place is packed I mean like everybody is there um because if you were the line of David you have to go to Bethlehem and he was and so there's literally there's no Airbnb for them there's no that sounded so hipster I'm sorry um, but there's nowhere for them to stay. And so they literally are staying, you know, they say there's no room at the end, so they go to the stables. Well, they're literally hanging out in the stable with all these farm animals. It probably smelled horrible.
or maybe you have someone special that's come into your life and you can't wait to bake cookies with them and celebrate with them and have that. Um, but if you don't, it's a, it's hard. It's a hard season. Um, even if you're really blessed with a great community of friends, it can still be a lonely season. And I was thinking about that, and I think that's why that song that I played at the beginning made me um, made me kind of break down a little bit. You know, it's it, it's been a rough year, and I'm not going to get into my story because this isn't a podcast about my autobiography. But I think when you go through seasons of massive depression, and what's interesting is most of the people who are massively depressed hide it very well. They seem like the happiest people you'll ever meet. Um, the kind of the Chris Farley's and the Robin Williams, yeah, of the world, um, or the Kate Spades who live in full vibrant color, but they might be the most depressed people within, and they wear a very good, strong, um, formidable mask, but within, they're hurting, and they're lonely, and they're trying, you know, maybe you're even trying to seek God, and you're trying to let God fill you with all of that, but there are still just these thorns. You know, in 2 Corinthians 12, Paul talks about that thorn. He prayed and he prayed and he asked God to take it, but God won it. And I think depression is one of those. I think at times and in season, that thorn can be removed or that thorn can be um, pulled out quite a bit, but I think that thorn can endure for a long time. And, you know, you just have to keep pressing into God. But Christmas is, is a very tricky and hard season in that because... That thorn is so much harder, and it hurts so much more when you feel alone. And I was thinking about this context and thinking about where Mary was and how things were not ideal and things were hard, and it was so much bigger than a little family argument over a football team or some petty thing that happened years ago, but it was a massive... um, it was a hard coming to get Jesus there, but she still, she stopped and she pondered and she thanked God for the things that God had done and for the beautiful things that she got to witness and be a part of. And it just made me think of the things in my own life that sometimes I probably don't really value and I should. And I think you can find something good in everything. So maybe it's time with your parents or maybe it's that you have a kind pet or maybe it's your friends and the community that you have there but I want to encourage you guys to look at the blessings that God has given you and hold firm to those and stand firm in those and to not let them go and to ponder them in your heart and just be thankful and if you really are down to the wire and you can't find anything to be thankful for this season then reminisce on the things that God has done in the past and be thankful for those things. Be thankful for the things that God told you he would do when he did and he came through and be expectant of things to come. You know, Mary was expectant of God to come through and fulfill his promises to her and he did. And this is such a season of expectation. I um, get the Magnolia magazine and that is something I am just completely enamored with because Joanna Gaines is such an incredible woman but you know she loves the Lord so much and it's interesting with her magazine because it's a publication that is quote-unquote secular 
Um, but there are so many Christian themes throughout. And for me, I really think that that is what we are called to do as Christians, that we are called to live in a way that people could tell that we are Christians, even if we do not say the name of Christ. You know, uh, Mr. Rogers did that throughout his, really it was a ministry through his show, and Joanna Gaines really does that. And so the title for the um, uh, magazine this month is The Thrill of Hope, and it talks about that expectation, and also talks about nostalgia in the moment. And I love that, because that was something I didn't know anyone else did or talked about, but that's taking in those moments that you know one day you're going to look back on. It's going to be kind of that memory book in your brain of nostalgia in the moment and just cherishing those things. And so even if your season, this Christmas season, is not ideal, and it's not what you wanted or your plan, and it's not checking off your perfect list of perfect Christmas, there's still things to be grateful for and rejoice in. And I think there's just something beautiful about that and taking in that nostalgia and really heavily writing those memories in your um, in your heart and pondering those in your heart. And that's what Mary did. She had nostalgia in the moment. Because I bet you at times that went on in the future that were hard, that aren't written about, that were not easy, that she had that promise and that nostalgia in her heart, you know, and pondered the things that God did and knew that God was faithful to her and he would continue to be. And that's what we can do this season. And so um, if you hate Christmas parties too, if this season is rough and you just don't know if you can get through another season alone and it's just overbearing and it's not that you want it for the pictures or you want it for the presents or anything else, but you just want it because you want to share your life with the person God had for you or you're feeling lonely and just forgotten by friends that meant something to you and for no reason at all they've cast you out and you are hurting there or for some reason you are financially struggling and your job is rough and you are having a hard time figuring it out or if you're depressed and you're not quite sure why but there's just this overwhelming depression that comes over you and you're hurting and you're praying for God to take it and it just doesn't seem to lift then I'm praying for you this season and I'm praying for you to recognize the things that God has done even the little graces that he has done in your life and so to ponder those and so even if you have something very small to grasp onto and hold on to then you hold on to that and um last week I talked about the story of like my penny in my phone case um and I'll just kind of end on that note but I have um I've been it's been a weird season and I think there's times where you kind of doubt is God really talking to me or am I crazy and I I grew up in this church and it was kind of one of those things where it was like well listen for the voice of God but here I'm you're crazy and and you know you, you guys know what I'm talking about and you kind of fall you know it's 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 an interesting thing to be a Christian but I was walking one day to go into Mellow Mushroom and um I saw this penny on the ground, and I just, God spoke in my heart and said, um, that's a 1986 penny. And I was like, what? Okay. I'm like, that. I'm crazy, aren't I? And so I pick up the penny. It's dark as can be. I can't see anything. So I get in the restaurant, and the penny had actually, like, corroded over top the date. So I had to, like, scratch it off 
um, with my nail, and then it was still really hard to see. And so I put my flashlight on my phone on it, <clears throat> and I'm, like, scratching it away like it's a lottery ticket or something. And then sure enough, it was a 1986 penny. So, so I actually keep that in my case um, on my phone because I'm not quite sure the significance of the date and, and what that is supposed to entail. Um, but I don't think it's about that. I think it's about God saying, here's a little penny to be your reminder that you hear from me and that I care and that I love you. And so whenever I look at that penny, I just remember that God's got his eye on me and he cares about me and he loves me and that I'm not nuts and that I'm hearing from him correctly. And I think about Mary with those things. And so I hope and pray that you get your little penny moment this season and you should pray for it. Pray for your little moment of something that you can look at and ponder and store up in your heart that God comes through for you, that God speaks to you, and that it's just between you and God, and that's special. Um, I'm going to pray us out, <clears throat> and I really hope you guys have a blessed week. Um, taking suggestions for the weeks to come, I'm going to try and do a podcast weekly um, during this Christmas season and have different themes. So this theme was when Christmas doesn't go the way you planned, and it's called I Hate Christmas Parties, based off the Reliant K song. Um, that really aptly grabs onto what it feels like to have a broken heart during this season and be in, and to have a broken heart, it can mean a lot of different things, but if you are depressed or down this season, this is for you. Dear Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for the listeners that tune in um, every other week for this podcast and just for their love and support and how you are reaching them and speaking to them because it's you you and it's your Holy Spirit working in their hearts. And Lord, I just pray for um, those listening with broken hearts, those who are feeling very lonely and who are not keen on life, that you would just fill them, Lord, that you would give them reminders of things to ponder, to remember that you are there for them and that you love them. I just pray, Lord, that um, you would be with us all in this Christmas season and that more than anything beyond all of the twinkle lights that we'd actually see you and that we would ponder you and we wouldn't get so caught up in all of the superficiality of this world that we would really dig deeper and fall more deeply in love with you. Please let your spirit come around us all. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, guys. Um, yeah, please be sure to um, let me know any topics you'd like for me to cover. Um, yeah. All right. Have a blessed day.